Golf tournaments, phone coverage can be hit or miss. You know that more than anybody like I do, right? Uh, you have a lot of people in a very small space. You're absolutely right. But it's been a great day so far. Yeah, it has been. You know, I'm looking at the leaderboard, and uh, it's interesting at the top to see a name like Bryson DeChambeau that we haven't seen for a long time uh, atop a leaderboard. Uh, Scotty Scheffler looking like a guy that could win it on Sunday, and also some numbers uh, with guys out there on the course right now like Justin Rose, uh, who was minus two at three under last time I checked, and in big numbers uh, with Rahm at plus six and Day at plus six. So there you go. Welcome to Major Golf. It is. I think um, it was Jordan Spieth who said something yesterday to us that really hung with me. He said, this is a U.S. Open course. He said they could host the U.S. Open right now. There's usually a very distinct, you know, maybe subtle to some, but a very distinct difference between the way the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open set up their golf courses. And this year, there is no distinction. This you have the rough, you have a very, very good golf course, you have fast greens, it's firm. I mean, it's all right there. What's your biggest surprise so far? And I know we got the delayed afternoon play going on, uh, but the surprises Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel takes so far from round one at the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. Well, first and foremost, Rom, you, you touched on it. I mean, I don't think anybody saw this coming, certainly not John Rom. I mean, we sat down earlier this week to talk about some of the favorites and you could have gone with John Rom, you could have gone with Scotty Scheffler you're just kind of splitting hairs between those two guys and there were very few others that you would just say okay yes I would bet him as an outright favorite as a matter of fact I heard a couple of guys talking about the idea that a good bet was John Rom against the field and for him to open the way he did is kind of a shock but again and it's a testament to how difficult this golf course is and I would say the other one to a certain degree is Bryson DeChambeau I mean we've seen it before but as you pointed out we haven't seen it in a long time and disappearance, uh, that's live, that's play. You're a, a big hitter like DeChambeau. We've seen them. Sustainability. Uh, you look at that course set up. I do wonder, I was talking with Mark Wilson, PGA rules official, uh, here inside the last half hour, and I, I don't know if he'll be able to maintain it. That's why I kind of look at a Scheffler right now, and if he has a solid second round, could he stay in control and win it on Sunday? I spoke with Scheffler's uh, swing coach, Randy Smith, this afternoon because I, I was fascinated. If we go back to the Masters, he finished first in the field in, in ball striking. There was nobody who hit the ball better than him at Augusta that week, and he finished last in the field and putting. And you look at what he has done statistically since then. It has gotten better and better and better, and certainly what he did today. And it wasn't flashy. It was the three birdies and the rest 15 pars. I mean, it was very major championship style of golf and if he continues to do that if he continues to trend in that direction it's hard to imagine a scenario where he's not either in the lead or very very close come late sunday afternoon yeah, great leaderboard uh, the game of golf the pga tour so far this year rex even minus tiger who, who's dealing with another uh injury or at least trying to recover uh, from another injury uh, the weekly storylines you know for the, the live versus PGA tour. I just don't feel that animosity. I know behind closed doors and with the golfers, it may be there, uh, but whether it's a, a weekly stop on the PGA tour or a major, I just really love the storylines I'm seeing. Oh, I think you first and foremost would look at the designated events on the PGA tour. And I would argue that they've delivered, they've done everything they wanted them to do. We've ended up of the nine designated events that have been played I think Scotty has won two and John Rahm has won three. So I think that's pretty much all you need to know. They're the two best players 
in the game right now. And then you brought up a really good point. Like the idea of this is the second time this year that we've had live players playing alongside the PGA Tour players. I actually went out and walked with the group that included uh, Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler. I wanted to see him play, but I also wanted to see the dynamic between the two of them. And I can tell you the meanest or the most animosity between the two of them was your way. Like there is no animosity between players. I'm sure there is certain, there's animosity between the leagues. There's a lawsuit between leagues. But I think when it comes down to the individual players, I think everyone just wants to compete against the best, regardless of what tour you play on. And I sense that in your Golf Channel team coverage, they were talking about the PGA, the Live Tour, and the Ryder Cup, and Luke Donald, and Zach Johnson. And I didn't feel this. Uh, you're with us or them, I, and they and they're all. Even Kepka was saying a wait and see, and and how the rest of the golf season uh, goes, or at least get into early summer, maybe through uh, the Open uh, in Britain. But you know, it, it seems to be dying down. At, at least that public animosity. Agree or disagree? I would agree. I mean, look, if you go on social media, I think everything is going to be contentious. So I don't think that's a very good guide to what's actually happening happening in the game of golf right now and i think everyone agrees that these players deserve to be here and i think i made this argument to you before that dustin johnson regardless of what tour he plays on is still a top 10 player certainly you look at what bryson dechambeau did this week you look at what Brooks kepka did at the masters they're still top 10 players in the world now whether or not if they can find a way to get on the Ryder cup i think that's a whole different conversation but yeah i, I don't see this being an issue at the highest level and, and certainly it's worth pointing out that just within the last week those players who were still part of the lawsuit against the pga tour have all withdrawn their name and i think that was a sticking point for a lot of players and now that it's just tour against tour you don't see that animosity so what do you think about the Ryder cup uh, will uh, live golfers be invited uh, both on the european and the american side uh, definitely not on the European side. There's been some developments the last week or so, and uh, essentially what the European Tour has done is they have suspended players and made it clear that the live players won't be welcome or won't be able to play on the European Ryder Cup team. The, the U.S. Ryder Cup team is a little bit different, as you pointed out. Zach Johnson would have addressed it this week. I wouldn't imagine that Zach's going to go out of his way to make one of these players a pick if they don't finish as an automatic qualifier. I think the one exception would be Dustin Johnson, because I can tell you, I mean, per our conversation just now, everybody on the PGA Tour misses Dustin Johnson more than any other player who went to live golf. So there is a possibility, if Dustin continues to play well, he just won last week on the live tour, that there would be a conversation about making him a pick. I think the rest of the players, Bryson, uh, Brooks Kepka, anyone else, maybe Taylor Gooch, they would probably have to qualify, but they're still in the mix, certainly. What about Phil Mickelson, the transformation uh, here over a six, eight-month period, just physically, how he looks so different. It's amazing. He does look different. Someone put on Twitter the other day a comparison of what he looked like at Wingfoot, you know, a decade or so ago, when, when of course, he blew that famous lead on the 72nd hole and what he looks like now. And he looks like a different person. And it's sort of an amazing transformation. And uh, it goes directly to what Bryson just talked about this afternoon. Bryson has lost 18 pounds in the last 24 days. I don't know about you, but that is a significant turnaround, and it's amazing what these guys can do with their body. Speaking of bodies, uh, Tiger Woods uh, may be uh, doing work on his body the rest of his life. What's the latest you're hearing on Tiger and his return to playing in those uh, select tournaments? 
I, don't, I wouldn't imagine we're going to see him play this year. If we do, it might be later this year at his event uh, in December in the Bahamas. Uh, I would imagine maybe the PNC, the father-son that he's played with his son, Charlie. He gets to ride a golf cart. That's just 36 holes. That, that would be the extent. I don't think we're going to see him anywhere around. It's just he needs some time to recover. And then after that, I would imagine it's going to be what he's talked about numerous times in the past. I don't think we're ever going to see him play more than four or five events in a single year anymore. Rex Hoggard, you can see him on the Golf Channel. Read him at golfchannel.com. My man, appreciate the update. Thanks for having me on. All right, Rex Hoggard joining us from the PGA Championship, where round one continues at the Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York, on the western side of the state.